Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I'm here with my friend, Regina Boyd. I'm so excited to talk with her and really just like hear her knowledge all about preparing your heart and mind for marriage. She did an awesome Instagram series called In the Waiting. And Regina, you are very gifted at posting on your stories and getting feedback from other people just about different questions that you have. And so I'm excited to hear um, various perspectives of feedback that you've gotten, but also your particular perspective being someone in the mental health profession. So I'm so grateful that you're here to share with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited. Yes. So Regina, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself for people that are listening. I mean, how about this? I would love for you to share um, your favorite food, your favorite child that you have, and your favorite way to relax. Okay. So favorite healthy food or healthy-ish food is probably- That's what sparked your heart. Yeah. Yeah, probably like meat, some type of steak or like chicken meal, something like that. Unhealthy, I'm going to go with brownies. Vibes, okay. Is probably a good one. Did you say favorite child? (laughs) Who is your favorite daughter that you have already? (laughs) (laughs) I always like to ask parents that when they're like, "Um, well, it's just my, I always ask my mom that. I'm like, who is your favorite? And she's like, you're my favorite Chanel. So, um, no, but yeah. That's awesome. Well, I have one daughter. So my favorite is my, my daughter. Um, She's, she's awesome. She's five and she's so much fun because her personality comes out more every day. So it's really cool to see. Oh, I love that. Um, and then the last question was... What is your favorite way to relax? So in an ideal world, no one's calling you, no one's texting you. Maybe is it like with your family? Is it by yourself? Um, and it's like all expenses, no concerns. What's your favorite mm-hmm. way to relax? Mm-hmm. So we can dream big. Okay, nice. So yeah, it's probably going to involve friends and family, but something leisurely, like I'm I'm relaxing on the beach, just kind of sitting and not doing a lot. <laughs> Take, I love that. The, the sun, the conversation, something like that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I I remember one of the first times like we hung out and got lunch, you were like, I said, what's your favorite way to relax? And you were like, honestly, just like not doing much. And I <laughs> thought to myself, I think that this friendship is going to be good because <laughs> we are two sides of the same coin. But I'm so grateful that you're here, Regina, and specifically to talk. I mean, I know that you you talk all about relationships, all over your social media, both in your professional life, and you're just so open with people all over social media, just about how they can better themselves and their relationships with their spouses, which I love the way you say you're beloved. I love how you say that all the time and how, you know, how they can better their relationships with their children and with themselves as individuals. And I think that's really beautiful. So, but you did a series called In the Waiting, where it was preparing your heart and mind for marriage. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that and kind of what inspired that series and how, what's your process when you're giving advice to people in regards to something like, you know, preparing yourself for marriage. That seems like such a a heavy thing to share. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just could be anything from a recent conversation that I have or just conversations that I'm having in direct message in the DMs on Instagram. So 
around that time, I had been getting a lot of questions around like, well, how does this apply if you're single and how does this, this? And so I'm like, okay, it might be time. The Lord might be telling me like, people want to hear about this. So let's, let's talk about it, you know, because I keep getting those types of questions. Mm. So that's kind of, I guess, where I would say it sort of came from. And I feel like, you know, we all just have so many different moments where we're waiting in life, whether we're waiting for, for marriage or waiting for children or waiting for a job. There's just all of these moments where we find ourselves in this period of waiting, of desiring. And I think it's really relatable. Mm. It can feel heavy at times, but I think we have all experienced that one way or another in our life. And so might as well talk about it. No, I feel you. That's amazing. And and honestly, I mean, I'm not a professional, so in in the the mental health world. So this is probably why I don't give that kind of advice. So you're probably used to it. Um, but I, I'm so curious whenever I see you on your stories and you say like, how do you do this? And then the feedback that you get from people that respond to you. So I was I was curious about your process and how you kind of select the topics that you're going to talk about. One part of your mini series that I really enjoyed was when you talked about love being an action, which for mm-hmm. me, as someone who I don't live for myself, but I don't I don't have a lot of other people that I worry about all the time. So um, in the way that I perceive when you're married or if you have children, that that's something where you just have to do those things all the time. And I loved, love being in action, being something that you spoke about. And I would love for you to share a little bit more about what that means and kind of expand a little bit more. We always have a choice when it comes to love. When we love the person who cuts us off in traffic, even from afar, right? <laughs> we have we have several choices in that moment. Are we going to follow after them, chase them down, create them, like end up on social media, right? Create some drama. Are we going to kind of like say some unkind words to ourselves about that person? Mm-hmm. Or if we're feeling super generous, we can say a prayer or give the benefit of the doubt or, and say, you know, oh, they must be in a rush somewhere. Maybe, I, you know, I hope they're okay. It just kind of depends on where we're at. And so I think we always have a choice in any given situation to consider the good of the other person and put that kind of before our own needs, even if it's a stranger, even if it's a friend, a family member, an acquaintance, somebody you kind of see at church, I don't know, somebody struggling across the street and you help them cross the street, whatever. And so I think there's all of these opportunities where we can choose to come out of ourselves just a little bit and be at service of somebody else, um, married married or not. And I think that's really what we're called to do in the Christian life. And when, when we can live in that way and love in that way, it helps us grow and it helps develop all our relationships with the people around us. Mm, that's beautiful. And And something that I was just reflecting on um, before we started recording this episode is um, I've been blessed to have a lot of great friends that are married and have kids and that are great witnesses to true sacrificial love, including you and your husband. You guys are just so awesome with supporting one another and being fun at the same time. So it's like sacrificial, but you guys still know how to hang. And (laughs) I think it's it's so interesting to me, especially as a single woman, when I see people that are married and they have relationships where they have to 
give up things that they might want in that immediate moment. So I I have some other dear friends that are married and they talk to me all the time about, they'll say like, okay, if I want to do this, it's not like I'm asking for permission to do blank, but I have to consider that my spouse might want to spend some time together or might want to do something as a family or might just want me to be present at home. Um, and then you're, and they mentioned that a lot of their readiness to do those things was that they prepared themselves in the past, like before they got married to kind of be that person for their spouse. And I know in one of your posts, you talked about preparing yourself for your spouse. And so I'm curious, and this is, you know, kind of putting you on the spot, but what is something that you felt like when you got married that you were like, oh gosh, I wish I would have had more time to prepare myself for this aspect of marriage. And then what is something that you're like, you would tell someone that's kind of seeking out their beloved to, you know, really keep in mind as they're preparing themselves for that person? Yeah, I honestly, thinking back, this is this might be strange, but I don't think there's anything I would say that I wish I had spent more time preparing. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I was like 100% perfect on day one when we got married and there was nothing I needed to grow in. But part of marriage is it's a little bit of a refining fire that you are confronted with your imperfections because of that other person. And so you, when you see your interactions and maybe you accidentally do something that's hurtful or like you mentioned before, you know, maybe you make plans without considering the other person and like realizing they feel left out or whatever it is. You but just by you living your life unintentionally do something and you're confronted with the fact that, wow, I might not be as selfless as I thought I was, or I might not be as whatever virtues we thought we had, all of a sudden marriage highlights, well, actually you could grow a little bit more in these areas. So it's not so much that I wish I had prepared more, but there was very much an awareness of, wow, I can really grow Mm. in certain areas. And I think when we're thinking about that and preparing for marriage, we always want to be mindful of all of those things of how can I be more virtuous, more patient, enhance my strength? What are those areas that I can grow in? But ultimately, um, we'll never be in this perfect 100% pure spot of like this is what if you have you know 68% of patients fulfilled and uh, you have 38% you know that's super of lame like- <laughs> because I really wanted you to be like so anyway Chanel <laughs> after this we can meet up for some ice cream and I'll give you the perfect percentage formula because it would be way easier <laughs> if there was some just magical way that we could just be because there's so much fear beyond yeah. you know because mm-hmm. you don't want to You want to be, especially when you love someone, right? You want to be like ready to go. So it's like, you don't, you want to give someone your best. There are people I haven't even met yet that just, you know, might ask me for something. I'm like, wow, I want to give that opportunity or project my best or that person my best. So then imagine if you love someone, you're like, I definitely want to give them my best. So then it, it must be hard to kind of maneuver through those different things and be like patient with yourself and your spouse. So, oh my gosh. And I- remember, and I, I'm not sure if this was in your series or this was just something you posted on your stories, but you talked about kind of envisioning your future spouse. So like qualities that you would want. And I'm curious for you, what does that look like? So when you envision your future spouse, what kind of things should we be looking for? Should we be saying like, I should, I be down to the minutia of like, I want someone who 
really who would eat dessert before dinner? Or am I saying like, (laughs) or am I saying like, I want someone who, you know, is really kind to their family or is it both? I mean, obviously I want someone that's kind to their family, but it's like, how do we, like what things are actually important, you know, and what things are kind of flexible. Yeah. I think the Lord knows the desires of your heart. So Mm. if like dessert before dinner is super important to you, like he, I feel like he's going to grant that. And amen. Okay. Thank you. From your (laughs) mouth to God's ears. So that's good. I know that God heard that. Okay. cool. That would be like my hope and prayer for you. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I just think of some baseline general things, right? Is this person, somebody who, who is kind, who is respectful, who, you know, handles their frustration in a decent way? Are they, or do you notice like things happening in the extremes, like continuous anger, continuous explosion, continuous disrespect, mm. name calling, you know, when things get really overwhelming, how do I handle these situations? Because, you know, in marriage, things only get more complicated and more challenging. And so if we're handling difficulties before marriage in a very, unhealthy way that's only going to be more magnified most likely once you're married and so we want to kind of be paying attention to those types of things how do how do they handle conflict or when you have a disagreement disagreements are normal everybody has them that so the idea is not to never have a fight or a disagreement but it's all about the how we go about it Mm -hmm. are they considerate of you and taking your opinion into consideration at times are they viewing you as an equal partner worthy of do they view you as an equal partner worthy of that respect and taking things into consideration communicating their needs in a healthy way or are they not and so um, those would kind of be signs i'm looking for right i'm looking for red flags i'm looking for you know green flags right healthy communication those types of things all the other things their personality you know their height their whatever you know that if as long as it fits in with the green flags Great. You're like, the main takeaway is make sure that you're not just like focusing on the fact that they, you know, really prefer, I don't know, Starbucks over Dunkin' Donuts. So I get it. Priorities, <laughs> right. priorities are definitely important. And I like what you're saying about as much as we look out for green flags, we should be looking out for, or red flags, we should be looking out for green flags as well. Because I do know some of my, even my dear single friends that it seems like every time they like someone, it's just like red flag city. And every yeah. every process of kind of, you know, they're particularly desiring marriage. So every process of wanting to get married and going on a date, getting to know someone more, it's just everything is about things that bad things that they should be looking out for. And it doesn't seem to be encouraging or positive. And then they mm. get discouraged every time something comes up. So they're like, oh, I knew it. Or I felt like right. I was waiting for something, like waiting for the other shoe to drop. And so that kind of leads me to my kind of final question for you is what advice would you give to someone that's desiring marriage and just desiring that union with another person for their own like preparation for themselves. So we know that we all go, you know, we all experience our own lives and we have things going on and so do other people. And so there's a lot happening between your own religious formation you're trying to form, your, you know, your physical, your emotional, but then how do you kind of also factor in, you know, preparing yourself for someone that 
you're hoping is out there? Like what would be the main thing that you would share with someone? I would say being, I don't know, yourself, if that makes sense. Hmm. Just living your life, the the life you're called to as as a Christian, as a Catholic. Obviously, prayer is uh, goes unspoken is a great, great thing. But I feel like when you are discerning and looking to meet someone, you want to find somebody who's that good fit with you, who's just, you know, things are going to kind of click into place. Mm. And it's not a lot of effort. And part of that has to do with you being comfortable with yourself and being free to be yourself and therefore being in a relationship with someone who allows you to be free to be yourself. And so I guess I would focus on that and just being you and being happy and living your life and embracing the beauty of you as as a creation, as a unique creation of God and whoever you're called to be with is going to do do the same when they meet you and embrace that as well. So I guess getting in tune with that Mm, that's great advice. It almost seems like um, you should be a professional, but yeah, it's like, it's, you know, that's great advice. And I think, you know, including you, I've had many good people in my life say that, you know, the best version of yourself is yourself. So it's like just being the person that you're supposed to be is the best version of you. Cause sometimes we can strive to be a million other things, but ourselves. And it just is disappointing and it's hard. And then it's hard to know what you're even looking for if you don't even know who you are. But when you find out that, hey, I actually like to play mini golf or I like to watch reality TV or I like to go on hikes or whatever. And you're like, this actually brings me joy. It's fun to be able to share those things with others and just be the person that you're supposed to. So that's wonderful advice. And I'm so grateful that you were able to share with us, Regina. I wish, but I'm excited because I know you have something going on. So I was about to say, I wish that we could like talk for a million hours or I wish your advice was just kind of condensed in a format in some pages where people could purchase it. So I know you have a lot going on right now and I would love for you to share where people can find out more about you and um, kind of follow your journey and get some similar advice that you shared today. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Boyd Counseling Services and on Facebook at Regina Boyd LMHC. So all of my mini series and thoughts of whatnot mental health wise are, are out there and for couples and relationships. Yeah, so any updates you can find there. Sweet. All right. We'll make sure to put that in our show notes and we are so grateful for you. And oh, before we end, I like to ask each guest about something that gives them hope. So something that gives them hope right now in the present or something that they're looking forward to give them hope in the future. So if you need some time to think about it, I can go first. Or if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? Go for it. Okay. Okay, so something that has given me hope, I was sharing with you before we started recording, my goddaughter lives here, she's four, she's awesome, and it's been really great just hanging out with her and seeing her personality, and she is very self-aware. Her mom is a school counselor, so they are very about talking about your feelings, communication, and so even though she's four and sassy, as four-year-olds can be, It's really hopeful to watch her talk to her parents and her sister and work through her four-year-old feelings in better ways than I work through my 29-year-old feelings. So (laughs) it gives me hope that the next generation of young people will be 
will, you know, have great regulation and will be able to explain themselves in ways that are healthy and be in good relationships. And so it's just really great spending time with her and seeing her do all those cute little things and take her deep breaths when she doesn't want to share her Doc McStuffins toy and, you know, things that seem really hard <laughs> to work through. So, <laughs> so it's so nice to, to be a part of that. And it's a blessing. It brings me hope. It's a blessing to be a part of her life anyway. So, so that is probably mine. How about you? Yeah, I was thinking about just Easter, you know, we're recording this in Easter and it just always gives me a lot of hope about, you know, the possibility of, of growth, of healing, of change, of, you know, it doesn't matter like how dark, how scary things are, somehow they get redeemed one way or another. Mm. Yeah, I've just been really reflecting a lot about about that in all, in all kinds of ways. And and we just know through that that whole story of Jesus's way of the cross, the apostles falling asleep on him in the garden. I mean, just all of those, that loneliness he must have felt without his friends being there for him. And when I just think about all of those little moments in our lives where we feel failed by the people we love and care about, but in the end, somehow it all comes around full circle. So I just am really hopeful about those full circle moments. Mm, that's so good. Yes. And that's a good reminder that Easter, we are Easter people. And throughout the whole Triduum, I was listening to all the, you know, I mean, there's like sad girl vibe days. So like Good Friday, woof, that's a bummer. Yeah. But then, yeah. you know, at the end of Good Friday and then on Holy Saturday, all the priests were like, don't worry, you guys, it's going to get good. Like, don't stress. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming back. And so that's a, that's a great thing. That's a great perspective. And something actually cool, um, just as a little fun tidbit that I learned this triduum, one of the priests that was giving a homily on Good Friday shared that, um, or a little exhortation on Good Friday shared that when Jesus rose, Mary Magdalene thought that he was the gardener around his tomb. And it's a, forget what the English word is for this, but it's kind of a metaphor or a, a connection to God being the gardener in the Garden of Eden and how he was preparing like a beautiful place for his people. And then she thought that Jesus was the gardener after he rose. So then he's preparing a beautiful place in heaven. And I was like, that's really cool, man. It's almost wow. like Jesus thought that through. So, so I thought that was so fun. And I'm like, Easter is just such a fun time. And for the next eight days, I'm going to eat my weight in Sour Patch Kids. And praise <laughs> God for the gift of friendship and good people. So, But thank you so much for being here with us, Regina. And I pray that you and your family have a great octave. Thank you. Yes, you too. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you to Regina Boyd for being our guest. We'll make sure to put her information in our show notes so y'all can check that out. In the meantime, I hope that this episode was helpful. If you are single and you have a desire for marriage on your heart, I will be praying that God fulfills the desires of your heart. And if you are engaged or married, I also hope that this episode was helpful because there's no better time to learn more, to be a great partner and a great spouse. So I'll be praying for you all. Please pray for me. God bless you. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.